<laughs> yeah, highlight. Don't forget the real though. Yeah, yeah. I bet you won't turn me up. What's that you bumping? It ain't vibing hard enough. No, hey, no. Check my playlist, guaranteed you ain't here talk. From the indies to the mainstream, bringing all the stuff. Music talks for the Wayne and Janine. Run it up. Run it, run it. Pass that ox. Pass that Yeah, it's embarrassing. Up in the Ford, I feel like I'm Harrison. Back on the fast track. Mighty and morphing my name. Morphin like Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to the greatest show in music history of all time. <laughs> the That church hymn is coming in a little bit. Yeah. You think I'm gonna church with it, okay? Straight tenor. Ox. Look. Pass the ox, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> that was longer than the intro. <laughs> <laughs> Don't you love it? Of course you do, because that's what we here for, baby. Welcome to Pastor Ox. I know you <sighs> missed us, because we missed you too. But we're back, and as you can see, me and the crew, we kind of got a bevy of icons on us. This is the icon episode, where we pay a tribute to all of those iconic figures in black culture, in mainstream culture, because it's not just a black thing, you know what I'm saying? Because everybody embraces what this is on us, you know what I'm saying? But nonetheless, I thank y'all for tuning in. Why? Because, well, you got to be watching the video version in order to be able to see that this is the Icon episode where we're rocking iconic figures, you know what I'm saying? Unfortunately, if you're listening on the audio, well, then you just got to imagine it in your head. You know what I'm saying? Unless you head over to YouTube and then you can see it and you'll be like, hey, hi. We're waving to you in the camera. Can't you see it? Ah, <laughs> uh, you see me. Nonetheless, it's your boy, Dwayne. You already know your favorite host, neighborhood mediator. You know what I mean? All that good stuff. Joined by my co-host. She is the lovely, the one, the only. The oh so luscious, the oh, oh luscious. so eloquent, the oh so donishing, queen of clotchet, Miss Bougie yes, yes, Thuggin yes. herself, Janine. Hola, como estas everybody? What's happening? <laughs> what's cracking? What's happening? Ah. How's everybody doing? There's nothing more clatchet than to be drinking a blue ribbon with a straw. Not yes. to mention, yes, taking the Venezuelan, the black, <laughs> and the Atlanta all in one <laughs> sentence in one swoop. She gave you a dose of all of that. There's, hey. there's, nothing, there's nothing more clatchet than what we're it's not right on me, it's in me, baby. You know what I mean? <laughs> Come on, now. Come this, on is now. A, this is awesome. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> it's a beautiful. 
beautiful, beautiful thing, ladies and gentlemen. But you know, and of course, we are joined. He doesn't usually join us much, but you know, when he's here, he's here. And ladies and gentlemen, he's the hardest working man in show business. Normally, I'd give the epic introduction, but I don't think he wants that because if I mention the first part, he's going to be like, nah, not today, bro. Oh, no. Already. So therefore, I'm just going to say he's the hardest working man in show business. He is your critique of artistes. Uh-huh. As I call him on Plugged In, which is our mini show that you can check out right here exclusively on YouTube. But this is Pastor Ox, and this right here is Mr. Clive, a.k.a. <laughs> Derek Myers. How you doing, sir? Uh, <laughs> I'm great. <laughs> oh, great. I keep forgetting about the Clive thing. No, no, that's I, in my mind, I just knew that he was going to say Clive Davis. I'm like, no, he's not. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's where it was going. Never, never, never yeah. would I do such a thing to my man. That's my guy. I would never, <laughs> ever, ever, ever do something like that. Oh, man. But nonetheless, what's up, guys? What's happening? Everything's good. Everything's good. Everybody's had a good week, I think. It's pretty solid. Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah, for sure. For, for sure. sure. Yeah. How about it? I mean, um, well, you already know, y'all know, this is normally how we kick this thing off. We like to talk about, you know, before we get into our main subject matter, because this is an iconic edition of the show. So we got something real nice for y'all coming in the main event of what this show is about. But first, let's do it. Y'all know how we do. It's a music episode, music show, music-based podcast. Therefore... We like to start the segment by saying, what is in your ears? So, ladies first, as you know, Miss Denise, what's been in your ears this week? Two chains, titty, two necklace. That's what, literally. (laughs) (laughs) Help me, God, is just like, it's so APL, it's so saucy, it's so amazing. It makes me wish that I could dance like I was actually from here, but I can't, but it's okay. Um, hands down, great project. I, I've, I've been listening to it. I feel like um, I, we don't necessarily have to get into like a single breakdown, but um, it's one of those things where I've been able to play it beginning to end, not skip. Um, Two Chain never, uh, he never lets me down with the bars and with the verses or or just the lines that stay stuck in your head and you say it over and over again. Uh, quarantine thick makes me feel better about the pounds that I've gained as I've been in quarantine. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, man, great fucking project. Um, I was surprised by a few singles like the one with Kanye, awesome track. But yeah, again, we don't have to get into a breakdown. So I've been listening to Two Chains, and um, I actually was listening to Amarion's um, album that came out in October. I believe. Did y'all know that he dropped something? No. Like yeah. this year. Yeah, this year. Um, it's called Connection, if I'm not mistaken. Let me fact check Omarion on my recent. Yes, it's called The Connection. And and his intro track with Busy Signal is wonderful. 
Um, definitely grown and sexy Amarion. So God listen to that. I would check it out. Hmm. Interesting. The... Love it. Love it. Wow. Shout out to Amarion for putting out that grown folk music. Ain't no more B2K music for this guy. He has a song called B2K, which is funny, but it, <laughs> on it? that, on that, on that album, yeah. Are they yeah. still getting together to do the reunion B2K show? B2K experience. I don't know. You know, I watched Love and, and the whole ordeal with Fizz dating April, which is Amarion's baby's mother. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Um, so I don't know if that was just for the cameras and it was like the storyline were really beefing in real life. I don't know, but it didn't seem too promising back then. But who I don't know. We shall see. They might let bygones be bygones pick. You never know. I don't know. If if uh if someone that I, I worked with and I was close with is dating my my baby mom, that's not, we ain't rocking anymore. Nah. But like, were they close or were they just like co-workers? Oh, I don't know. I don't know how their relationship was, but I'm oh, just okay. saying like, I know if I'm working with someone late, late, especially going, if, if you're going on tour yeah, and everything like that, you've got to spend a lot of time with someone. So yeah. you got to develop some type of bond. There's no way. It's, it's just no way. I'm, I'm nah. Would it? Too petty for that. Would that warrant um oh I am forgetting my man's name? Um Barnes. Would that warrant a Barnes pulling up Matt to Barnes? see Derek? Yes, would that warrant a Matt Barnes pulling up to Derek Fisher or if it's done in a messy way, then yeah, that definitely okay. warrants that. Um, but if it's done in a respectful way, I'm pretty sure everything would be good. You like, know, hey man, um, I just want to let you know that I'm in love with your baby mom. <laughs> like, I don't, I don't, I don't like. I don't know how. I don't know how you would approach it. Somebody. I don't. I don't have a kid, so I don't have that issue. <laughs> I wish a bitch might. Oh, hey girl. Um, you know, I hope it's no oh, <laughs> where are you? <laughs> I mean, but I think Drop at the, the same time, I think at the same time though, if you if you're if you've like both, you're both saying you know we're we're, we're done with the situation and you know, going our our separate ways. Um, I guess it could be expected that it's possible something could happen with someone you're close to, but I, no. I, I know I I know I'm not mature enough to to handle that kind of situation. Never will I ever be that woke or that understanding or no. that, have that much growth to be okay no. with that. No, no, because and I, from what I know, I've never had anybody that's that's been. Uh, close to me that has dated one of my exes um but yeah i'm not i'm, I'm not that mature the whole thing for, for me is um call it what you will but i am um i'm aware of myself i'm very territorial um yeah. and i also feel like it'd be about the principalities for me and one thing that I just feels like <laughs> drives me over the edge is like, are you trying to make me look stupid out here? So like, if yeah. you're my friend or somebody that I worked very closely with, we were seen together a lot and now you're dating my, not just like some, some, some somebody I used to talk to, but somebody that I had like a real relationship with, we shared a child or children together. 
now I'm looking crazy out here in these streets. Even though Amarion handled it very well, he was very he unbothered. Yeah, very yeah. unbothered. Yeah, no, I, I actually love the way he did that. <laughs> yeah, but I just wouldn't be able to do it. I I would just have no understanding of it. Yeah. Yeah. Dwayne's like I could care less. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not even that, man. No, I feel it. I mean, there's 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 levels of respect to this, you know. And I get it. Love's love. You can look at it from both sides of the phrase, but I mean, at the end of the day, it's not really something that should be just out of respect. I'm a man of morals and codes. I could never date someone I know their ex, let alone baby mama. That that didn't work. It's just not then good. like we're shit like I'm 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 sleeping in the same bed you may have been it's just too much. Just- but okay, here's where here's where it could be under like I can understand it in a certain way. What if you're just not cool with the person anymore? Like y'all fell out. I think that that was Fizz's argument. Yeah, I see I can understand that to a certain extent. Like if if they're no longer close and you know they they haven't rocked with each other in a long time and then just so happened that that attraction happened i could see that no nah, because then i'm gonna be like oh so like you was low-key like i am my nigga when we were together like it's just my mind will go in a spiral yeah. <laughs> it just oh like, i'm not saying just... that if I'm, okay how about this i'm not saying that if one of my friends did it or my uh, former friends <laughs> did it. just trying to see it from the other yeah, well, I'm saying, even, well, I mean, I maybe, maybe you know, I if 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 I were in that position where I'm not rocking with so and so, you know, and oh, okay, you know, hey, whatever, then it is what it is. That's it's just it is what it is. I'm not, but yeah, if 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 it was one of my former friends, I I still wouldn't be comfortable with it. It's just too close for comfort. Yeah, yeah. I feel it, man. I feel it. So. Weird tangent. Now that but... we know what he means by the <laughs> you know, that totally took us a whole nother way, which is always a good thing. Yes. It's always a good thing. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's a good thing. I, I, listen, trust me, side convo is always a good thing. I don't disagree with it at all. But keeping track on the subject, uh, Mr. Myers, sir, what has been your reason? Okay, so I've been on an R&B vibe for like the last... I don't even know, maybe like the last two weeks, I've just been listening to a lot of uh, R&B from the 2000s, not even 90s R&B, just oh, well. Neo. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, uh, Mario, I listened to a little bit of Marion. Another genius. Yeah. Um, Mario also had an album drop or a project drop a couple weeks ago. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, I saw that. I didn't listen to it though. I straight, I stayed with the stuff that was early two thousands for him. Um, Justin Timberlake, I, like I've, I've been, I don't know what uh, it Justin. is. Yeah, everything Justin did up until that, um, Man in the Woods, that, that what was that? <laughs> Man in the Backwoods, whatever it was called. Um, that that Appalachian album, I, Mountain Man. Yeah. <laughs> I just absolutely refuse to listen to that album for some reason. I, it just doesn't vibe well with my soul. But um, I was I was stuck on um, future Le- future sex love sound. Um, and Excellent. Yeah, 
yeah, I was. I, I think I've played that maybe about three or four times this past week. Um, and uh, 2020, the 2020 experience. That that more so the first one, not the second one. But I love both both uh, projects. But that first one was just where I, I, I stayed. So that's that's just that's where I've been. R and B. I've been stuck in R and B. Oh, LMA, SZA, mm-hmm. Ari Linux. Mm-hmm. Ari is my girl. Love her. Yeah. Ari's wonderful. Um, so yeah. That's that's where I've been. That's where I've been the last maybe at least the last two weeks, just R and B. Speaking of white Justin's, another quick tangent. Um, I <laughs> happened upon uh Justin Bieber's uh, video for his track Lonely. And mm. it moved my spirit because um, you know, it it showed, it showed like a kid basically portraying Justin Bieber like inside of this uh, dr- dressing room and he's by himself and he has to go out to this stage where he has to perform in front of an arena. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, like it just makes, it just puts things into perspective. Like he was a kid with like a full-time job. Could you imagine um, how much stress or how much responsibility it is to be a kid and like you have to perform like on these world tours like you don't yeah. have a normal a normal childhood at all and then you're going through your growing pains in front of everybody and um the media is very quick to make you look like the bad guy or whatever um mm-hmm. so i am interested in watching i believe he has a documentary on a youtube and um he's gonna have a project out so seeing that one video makes me interested to give the other stuff a listen or a look see this is the same project that chance the rapper i think deemed justin bieber i don't want to misquote like him. michael jackson or something better than michael jackson or something yeah michael he said he was like better than yeah I think he said this was this was he was better than Michael Jackson with this album, and um, I'm going. I don't. When do you know when it drops? No. I'm going to listen to it whenever it drops, just so I can see if you know chances maybe smoking something or if he is ahead of his time on that on that uh, prediction. Um, but I don't, I don't see how anyone can surpass Michael Jackson in anything. I just don't like when people try to compare any of the new acts to Michael Jackson. Like, it's I think um, it's, it's necessary. Like, legends can be legends and they can stand on their own. Like, you don't have to be the next Michael. You don't have to be the next Bob Marley. You don't have to be the next whatever. You, you can just be your own person in your own lane. And right. you can be your own legend. So... I don't see, like that. And the only only artist that comes to mind that even to me comes close to what Michael Jackson was doing in terms of uh, uh, performance and and hit after hit after hit is Chris Brown. See Breezy. Yes, like, and even then Chris Brown the the legend. Yeah. Yeah, cuz he's yeah, he's, made, yeah. he's made his own path. So like yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I between Chris Brown and, and and Beyonce, I'm not sure if we discussed it before or not, but those are the two that that I only those are the only two I see getting close to Michael Jackson. That's it. That's it. 
And if Bruno Mars maybe comes out with some more music pretty soon and, you know, like a couple more albums. That's just more so on maybe, maybe work ethic, entertainer yeah. side too. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But the the work ethic that, that Beyonce and, and Chris Brown have with a couple the, the the performance ability and their and their uh catalog yes those are those are only two that i'm putting right there close to michael jackson yeah. interesting <clears throat> very interesting there sir i dig yeah. that i dig that sir okay so we shall be on standby as we wait for this justin bieber album to come out to see where he stands, where he yeah. is. And, and, and if it doesn't uh, uh, live <laughs> up to Chance's prediction, everyone needs to blow up Chance's timeline. Like, everyone needs to blow it up. <laughs> That's why Chance. sometimes it's like, son, don't speak for me. Like, I appreciate, yeah. I, I appreciate where you're, what you're trying to do, but don't speak for me. Cause sometimes like, you, you, you set the high expectations and, and so we're already your space. Like you said, it is now we're like, yo, this this project better be fucking mind blowing, mind boggling. Yeah. I better yeah. start crying. Like, yeah. and it's not going to because you're not gonna live up to Michael Jackson. No. <laughs> so At sometimes all. just don't say anything. Just say, Hey, I heard some of it, it's great. Yeah. Stay tuned. <laughs> That's, That's it. That's it. <laughs> Pun intended. That is it. They got it. That was a good one, bro. That was a good one. It comes on the fly, people. We just never know. It's like boom, 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 boom. Never know when it's gonna hit. Gotcha. That was good. What have you been listening to? What have I been listening to this week? Okay, so. I've been on a um, different producer vibe. I've been on producer vibe. Okay. So in terms of various artists who have songs, but the producer is who made their song. So, for example, I've been on a lot of stuff that Jazzy Faye produced. I knew you were going to say Jazzy Faye. I felt it. I was in the Jazzy Faye era because, you know, I really did always like his production. I always liked his sound yeah. and his style. So, you know, I would listen to like uh, One Two Step or, uh, you know, Area Code or So What by Field Mob. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. So I found myself listening to some Jazzy Faye, found myself listening to some Timbaland, you know, so songs mm -hmm. like uh, Are We Cutting with Pastor Troy. Ugly with Bubba Sparks, uh, Rollout, Dirt Bubba Off Sparks, the Shoulder, Pop. you know what I'm saying, like Dirt Off yeah. the Shoulder, you know, Brush the Shoulders, you know, just like, so, um, but then of course, uh, Neptune, you know, mm -hmm. you some out of Neptune, which also my favorite set of producing teams, because Pharrell and the Neptunes, man, they always making something sound so different, yet so yeah. vibey, and like, uh, I think they're really the reason why we have a lot of stuff in the vibes. Uh, you know, you can tell a lot of producers of today probably listened to some Neptune back in the day, and some of those sounds you don't hear in normal beats were put in there to make them like pop out. And right. uh, so, yeah, man. I mean, <clears throat> speaking of Omarion, like Touch, 
You know what I'm saying? Or, or Man. Oh, wait a minute. Wait a minute. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Wait a minute with Ray J. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh, oh, oh my gosh. Love you better. Beautiful. You know, Pastor Cavasio. Uh, what's your name? T.I. I'm serious, baby. Throwback. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Uh, when the last time? Grinding. I mean, the list goes on. Um, signs. You know what I mean? Like, I just found myself in those type of vibes. So, also found myself. Oh, go ahead, Derek. You had something to, to touch on. No, no. I'll say it after you finish what you're about to say because it's going to start a whole new tangent. Okay. 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 I feel you, man. Um, yeah. Found myself a little bit on a Lupe Fiasco vibe as well. Shout out to Lupe. Mm. Shout out to Lupe. Yeah. I found yeah. myself vibing to my boy Lupe, and I feel like he is so underrated in so many cases. A lot of people don't talk, talk about, about these rappers. You know, he doesn't get talked about enough. And if anything, people kind of disrespect him and be like, oh, man, you know, he's still making music, or what happened mm-hmm. to Lupe? And it's just like, man, you don't understand when you're a lyricist. You know, it's just because his sound doesn't go with what today's sound is. Because he's a straight-up lyricist. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> arguably, better than Kendrick, as this debate has been coming lately. Uh, you know, where he feels that Kendrick is a better storyteller, kind of like the being able to project sound and... He gave Kendrick a lot of credit in something, but he felt like he's the better like lyricist, and I could I could agree with that in a lot of cases. Uh, I I could I could agree with it uh, because you have to really 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 know what Lupe is talking about a lot of times. You have to be able to really be he he'll make stuff that you really have to be on a whole nother level of thinking to be able to catch a lot of what he's saying. Um, even when he tries to dumb it down, you still have to see, like, there's a meaning behind this somewhere. And I got to figure out, like, it's like a hidden treasure. You know, usually with a Kendrick song, you can kind of usually tell where he's going with it. Or you can tell, we can pick it up. Like how you mentioned Damn and how mm-hmm. you missed it at first, but then you went back and you caught on to it. Like, ah, mm-hmm. okay. Yeah. People could probably go back and listen to Food and Liquor and the Cool and they still try to interpret a lot of what probably came out of those albums around time. Like, they admit those are some of his best albums, but they may not exactly completely be able to interpret song for song what everything meant. You get that might be a, a a battle. Not a battle, but a... Um, that might have to be... That actually, one of the shows you and I were talking about before about mm-hmm. my side conversation, but that's that's a, that's a good I, that's that's a really good uh, uh, topic because lyrically, I mean, there's so much you could discuss just between those two that, mm-hmm. yeah, that'd be a whole rabbit hole. <laughs> that's a rabbit I see your hole. Gears turning even yeah, now. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, man. <laughs> no, 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 you're good. Listen, yeah. you're good, but I understand it. You know, it's just that's that's a good one though. Man, but, uh, it, yeah, it was uh, something. So, I had, like I said, I had just been on a Lupe vibe. And then, of course, uh, lately, man, I always got to find some way to throw myself in there some kind of way. And I, I blame the fact that I'm making catchy stuff or something. But 
I've been on a terror just repeatedly listening to this song that is apparently a new theme song for a show that is going by the name of Gresh Unleashed. Shout out to my boy Gresh. Apparently, your boy created an anthem for him, and now it's catching a lot of waves lately. Yeah. I don't know what it is about it, but it's uh, it's really uh, getting a lot of feedback in the streets right now. So it's been on repeat constantly in my head. I'm hearing it everywhere. There's a challenge going on. There's all kind of stuff. And heck, now Pastor Ox theme is in my head too. So <laughs> I don't know what it is. I don't know. Maybe I need to have a theme song battle or something. I don't know. Maybe these theme songs are clashing with each other now. Yeah. It's crazy. It's very crazy, guys. I don't know. Yeah, there was um we we you were talking about though with um about the producer about just listening to songs that producers made mm-hmm. i'm not sure because i can't i i didn't watch all of them uh but with the versus battles have they had a versus battle with two producers yes yes they have who mm-hmm. scott storch and manny mm-hmm. fresh oh Missed that. Uh, was it was it Wizkid and somebody else? It was um Boy Wonder. Boy Boy Wonder. Really? Yes. Yeah. And okay. Hitmaker maybe. Okay. Yeah, Hitmaker and Boy. Wonder. Yeah. So yeah, okay. they they have done that. Okay. Okay. Because I would like to see Timberland in the verses. Timberland was like the first one. Timberland, Timberland and Swiss. That's how it started. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, because they were just kind of playing around, going back and forth, and then that's what turned it into, oh, we should start doing the verses. Oh, I thought Swiss just produced it. Okay, okay. Well, I gotta go back and watch it. I didn't, I didn't know that. I didn't know that. Okay, all right, all right. So, you know, uh, those those were that's what's really kind of been in my ears through a combination of this week, for the most part. So. Going into this next segment. Oh, Lord. I have an artist question for you, Dwayne. Um, you said that you kind of happened upon um, like a song kind of going viral and having these challenges because you made a theme song for somebody. What's what's more satisfying, like a song that you didn't expect to take off, take off, or something that that you were like, okay, this is going to be a hit. And then it goes out, and the response is exactly what you anticipated it to be. Honestly, it's more of um, the surprise. The element of surprise is always the best part, you know, because you don't expect a wave to get caught that quickly. Yeah. All of a sudden, the moment you post it, and then everybody and their mama start like mm-hmm. tweeting it, TikToking to it. Reacting to it, like all these different things that people are doing with songs now, from you know, it's just it's crazy when you see it take off like that. You know, um, that viral effect is something. You know, you don't expect it. You don't know when or how it's gonna happen. It's just it's something about consistency, man. You just work and you put it out, and then it's like literally that concept of throwing something to the wall and seeing what sticks. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. it's like if it sticks, it sticks and you're like, "Oh, snap. Okay." Um and that's not to say that whatever doesn't stick still won't catch its own little mini waves. It's just uh there's always that monster song where you did not expect it. And when it hits, it's like, "Whoa." So, I always like that element of surprise. I think that's the better option. 
sticky so like because when it's when it's something you expected then it's just kind of like i feel like that's a ego blower because then you're like yeah because there was expectations put on it even going out yeah yeah you like i put out that house you know like but like when it comes out of nowhere and you're like oh snap okay that was unexpected y'all really rocking with this song Mm-hmm. Oh snap! Okay, well, let me get a video popping. Let me, you know, capitalize on this now before it dies out or something. So it's it's yeah, it's a beautiful thing. So, so um, real quick now. Normally, history would play a part in this next segment, but I actually want to play off of a question that Derek asked. On the OTS on the sidelines Facebook group, I would love to ask the following people in this very conversation: What is the album that you constantly put on repeat at some point in time in your life? Mm. It's like your go-to album. Your go-to album. Derek, did I answer that right? Did I ask that? Yeah. Well, yeah. I. Yeah, because it's like, um, like, what album do you find yourself repeating, like, over and over again? Just because, like, I, I, I listen to uh, 2014 Forest Hills Drive, like, at least once a week. At least, like, that's the way. I don't know what it is, but I'm always playing that album from start to, to finish. Like, straight through, I'm listening to that album all the time, so... Yeah, that that I don't know why I even asked that that day, but yeah, that that's that's what I was listening to when I asked it. <laughs> that's know. interesting. Yeah, I honestly don't think I have any of those. Like, um, I love music, but I think that my relationship with music is not like other people's, where I'm like, oh, like I like I'm a fan of this one artist, or mm-hmm. I'm a fan of this one project, and this is something like this is like my life story, like I. I don't really have that. What happens for me is I might be in a vibe one day and one song would just pop up and then that starts a domino effect into me revisiting everything that I listened to at that particular time in my life. So um, streaming and playlists have definitely helped me with that, but I couldn't really say um, there's one particular album for me. Okay. Mm, That's a good answer. That's a very good answer because there's no right or wrong answer for something like this. Oh, yeah. There's always, you know, that kind of deal. And I don't know. I have a bevy of albums, man. Um, I, I'm, it's hard for me to really just say one. I have a lot of albums that are like go tos for me. Um, so, for like example, it just depends. It's a combination of what Lean said on top of what you said. Mm-hmm. Because I have albums that I definitely go to, but it depends on what my mu- my mood is. Yeah. So if I feel very conscious, if I feel very open minded, it's food and liquor with Lupe. Mm-hmm. If I feel kind of like uh, rant ish, I mm-hmm. guess, or like you know just being like out there then mm-hmm. it's graduation not yeah. graduation late registration so okay late okay. registration by Kanye if I'm feeling very motivational in terms of waking up 
going to get this money and investing in myself, investing in my opportunities. Victory lap. And it's ultimately oh, ooh, very close. For me. <laughs> the, the word victory is definitely in this album, but this is actually ultimate victory by my man Chameleon. Oh, uh, wow. Wow. That's a name I have not heard in I don't know how long. Exactly. Exactly. See, I'm not I'm not like most people, man. You know, that's a guy, that's an artist that I've actually very heavily been uh heavy on over the years. Mm -hmm. Um, even though I know he's not really doing music these days now because he's in so much more richer opportunities and he's doing so much better for himself through music. He doesn't really need to do music anymore at this point. But if you really listen to this man's music, that's all that man has ever really done is try to school people on literally getting your money and not making excuses in the process of getting your money. Um, This man has a song on that album, which I said is a very underrated artist. He's an underrated artist in his own right, but that album was underrated because of the fact that it was the second album fresh off of Sound of Revenge from Wild and Dirty and that hit that took him up, you know, to that high level. But like when Ultimate Victory came out, that was a song, that was an album that just literally was like letting you know that you got to get your money. You know what I'm saying? And he had a song, I believe it was Won't Let You Down. And at the end, it's like, <laughs> see... Rich people, rich people won't tell you how to get paid, and broke people act like they're the richest people that you know. Always finding ways to get money, spending money that they never had before they get it, mm-hmm. you know. And he literally, literally is putting you on game and schooling you, saying like, "Look, by the end of this, if you ain't listening to," what he said, "If you ain't listening to what I'm just saying, then that's the reason you ain't got nothing. You don't know how to listen." Go mm-hmm. get it. You know what I mean? And like, yeah. I mean, every time I listen to that man, you know, I just, I, I really get that motivation of like, better yourself. Uh, mm-hmm. Invest in that money. And like I said, when I see his personal success, it's not just something he raps. You know, because some oh, rappers yeah. rap about money because of the fact that they're like, I'm bragging about it. Mm-hmm. His way of getting money was not to brag. It was to let you know, like, that's my focus. Like, I ain't worried about relationships. I ain't worried about this. I'm worried about this bag. And I'm trying to get this bag. And I'm trying to invest and literally do, do well for myself. And it is clear cut to this day. That's why he's not in the music scene like that. Because it's like he doesn't need to be. The yeah. realest rappers, they know where the money's at. And so it's just those kind of things, man, where I'm like, it just depends on my mood. But. You know, that's usually uh, in a motivational sense. That might be my album I usually will go to when I just want to feel motivated, feel successful, feel enriched, and go forth and just say, hey, let's go get this money, man. Let's yeah, yeah. I think that's dope. I think um, I think it's dope that, like, um, you're kind of touching on the power behind an artist and, and how they can speak life or speak into you and um that's why situations like the king von passing is that mm-hmm. um because that was the life he was talking about in his lyrics and about his lyrics is very sad and then um you know there was a dallas rapper that passed and um, that was gunned down and uh 
Mo3, I believe. And I'm not familiar with his music, but I am familiar with the with the feeling of being a fan of somebody or appreciating their music or really connecting with what what they're saying. And then you're on social media one day and find out that they're killed. And yeah. the way that we learn this stuff is so insensitive now. Like there's there's no buffer. It's just out there. They're, they share videos of the killing actually happening like it's it's wild but um what I don't like is when artists passes and then like people are giving their condolences and then like some idiot comes out like oh so so now everyone's a fan of this person as if like if you weren't a fan of this person prior to them passing you're not allowed to feel any type of rope and yeah. remorse that's so retarded to me. And I've been seeing that a lot with this Mo3 artist. That's that's what um a big narrative was when, when Nipsey got killed. Yeah. Yeah. And you know what's funny? I didn't listen to him. So it's still sad. Yeah. You, you know what's, what's crazy about Nipsey too? I didn't even, I didn't know him from his music. I knew him from his interviews. His interviews. That's mm-hmm. literally all I knew. Like his interviews and his, and his business. And then I got put onto his music. I, I got put onto his music when Victory Lap came out. Mm-hmm. That's that's when I got onto his music. So I, I was when that came out, I was listening to it like crazy. I'm like, oh man, this is really good. And then all of a sudden, you know what I'm saying? Like that. So it, it I don't I don't think that um it matters that when people just start get uh, uh, when they start listening to someone's music late, whether they they can um, be sympathetic to that person being killed, right. tragically killed, uh, and I'm not sure if his name is Mo Three or Mo. Uh, cause yeah, I, I, I don't know either. Sorry, I, I'm <laughs> yeah. not sure. But the I I was just reading his the story about what happened and like how he was paranoid because he like he knew someone was following him and the way they were saying it was like he it almost like he got set up uh like mm-hmm. he was at some uh, some woman's house and then uh. saw someone you know outside and then he he leaves and he's like i think he goes to the gas station or whatever and then he he's he started speeding on the highway trying to uh, get away from this guy crashes car and then he jumps out and runs and then got in the head and like i i that's i've never heard his music before i actually saw one video of him um rapping which i mean he was phenomenal what i did here uh what i mean i'm sorry what i what I, the video that i did watch but i don't um i'm not familiar with his catalog with his catalog either but it, you don't have to be familiar with someone's catalog and their work in general to be sympathetic to someone dying King Von. I had never heard of King, King Von before. I have listened. To, I, I love the thing with King Von is like King Von is like um, you you kind of empathize with it because we know the situation in Chicago and what those guys like 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 what that energy is. But he was really talented. Like his his storytelling was wild, and it was really sad because he was really on his ascend. Like. He was really about to take off and he was mad young, just like 26. 
And he was in Atlanta celebrating the fact that he had this project coming out and the some of his homies had got put on as well. And for his life thinking like that is wild. And the guy that shot him was like 23. So now you done thrown your whole life life away for what? For what reason? So it's just no the whole situations be sad. And and then it's like if you're a fan of somebody why are you now trying to shame somebody who's just now being introduced to their music? If mm -hmm. you're a fan, you should want the music to reach more people regardless of when it happened. Yeah, and, and it was the same thing with Pop Smoke. I same thing with Pop Smoke. I never heard of Pop Smoke until, until that whole situation happened. Never heard of him. And based on the same thing you were just saying earlier about uh, like, the stuff these people put in their music 50 cent even came out and and, and spoke about that because he even said that he talked to pop about what he was putting in his music he said yeah. you think about it you're going to be performing this you have a, a really good career you're going to be performing these songs for 20 30 years and the entire time every time you're singing you know rapping these these lyrics you're saying the same thing over and over again and and, and drawing death toward you and it's it's what you say is powerful what and he powerful. he was he was trying to get he was trying to get him to understand that because he said he's like y'all can go listen to my stuff i don't have anything like that in my music where i'm talking about death coming toward me you know and and it's 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 a powerful thing it is a powerful thing yeah. so I, I i do hope that artists coming up take heed of that you know is that that it is it is a powerful thing it totally is guys and and that's why i, I commend you for a, a discussion question of that nature that definitely had to be brought up uh on this very show because you know there's a lot of people and, and people listening we would love to know if you have a go-to album uh go ahead comment let us know what your go-to album is that helps you, influences you, that keeps you going, or you know, just whatever you feeling. You know what I'm saying? Let let us know because we would love to know. We would love to share it. All that good stuff. Uh, so, Dwayne, I have a quick question for you. Yeah. Um, today marks nine years since Take Take Care came out. Since drop uh, Drake dropped Take Care. Oh, history nugget, huh? Yeah. Okay. So. I know you haven't listened to all of his his albums, but where where have you listened to anything else since we last talked about Drake? Well, remember I told you guys that I did listen to Take Care. You listened to Take Care. I did listen to Nothing Is the Same. Okay. As you know, I re-listened to Views. Mm-hmm. And Scorpion, I've heard because it's in my phone mm -hmm. and so i know about scorpion as well um those are the only ones that i know of right now at this moment okay but where are you ranking me, it amongst what you what you've heard where are you ranking it i am still a fan of views number one for me really something about that album hits me differently and I think I know what it is. Drake's lyricism is better on that album. 
You think his lyricism is better on views than Take Care of Nothing Was the Same? Yes, even though the okay. hit potential may not be what Take Care and, you know, Nothing Was the Same was. Because mm-hmm. in terms of, if we're going off of just straight hits, I'm giving that to Nothing Was the Same. Right. It had more of the hits, more of the bops, you know, the vibes, like you said, a perfect mix of everything. But something about views hits different. It hits very different because stuff like Western Road flows and things like that, like he's taking you on an actual journey. Right. He's painting pictures for you. Right. You hear what I'm saying? Um, right. A version of Drake that I, I didn't get that from Take Care. I didn't get that from Nothing Was the Same. I felt classics in those, mm-hmm. you know, classic hits, classic vibes, but mm-hmm. they didn't give me what views gave me. So I, I still that is have views interesting. sitting at my number one, but nothing was the same would probably be right there, number two, followed by Take Care. Actually, really, it's that like 1A1B. It's, it's 1A1B with Take Care and nothing was the same. Okay. It's one A one B on that one, but uh, no two A two A two yeah two A two B because yeah. views is number one still yeah personally but that's okay. just me that's interesting now anything Drake is rumored there's another album coming in January and, yeah and to his words it, he said they didn't like views so they may not like this one which means he's going down this lyrical path again so. Because I actually like views, I'm intrigued to see how this pans out. Maybe it could be a combination of views and nothing was the same. Well, his te- the video that he teased um, was supposed to be... Um, I know t- it, was, it, it, it teased Take Care, Nothing Was the Same. Um, I forgot what the other two were. But it, it's supposed to be like a mixture of like four of his projects. And- and so far gone. So far gone, yeah. And then it was like the mixtape he just came out with like like two years ago, two days ago. But um That's the I'm, next one I have to listen to. So far, so far gone. gone. Oh, you haven't listened to So Far Gone? I have to listen to So Far Gone. Oh my. Wow. I Dwayne. Bless your I heart. Can, I commend you for being so honest mm-hmm. because my God, I would have lied about it. <laughs> I don't, yeah, I heard that. Yeah, yeah, I got it at three. Oh, yeah. I a couple times. I might need George, to revisit it, but yeah, yeah. George Dwayne Dickey Washington, I cannot tell a lie. Nah, man, it, it's, it, I'll listen to it. Um, may even listen to it tonight. You know what I'm saying? I'm okay, like, okay. Uh, no, you're not. Yeah. <laughs> Now, so far gone, which one is that? What's the cover on that one? His very first one is where it? he's like standing on top of the like so far gone words. Yeah. Oh. There's yeah, like a child like, holding a He's like levitating, yeah. Yeah. Huh. I just thought about that one. What's this the, was a mixtape, uh, I think. Yeah, mixtape. Oh, it was a mixtape. His first major mixtape. Yeah, which was really good. Mm-hmm. What's the what? one with his father on the cover? More Life. More, oh uh, yeah, I like more like 
Drake can do no wrong. I will say I, I didn't listen to Scorpion. That might have been the one thing that I didn't really listen to. Scorpion was, it had hits, but in terms of totality, like if I'm going to listen to this album from start to finish, no, hell no. I could do that when nothing was the same. I could do that with Take Care. I could do that with So Far Gone. Like, I can't do that with More Life. I can't do that with Scorpion. Or Views. I can't. More Life was, More Life where he had a lot of the, like, um, type of stuff in it. Because I feel like Views, he had a lot of the, like, London drill rappers come in. Right? Yeah, yeah, Views. Yeah, Views was... This was a mix because I know there's a lot of Caribbean, um, a lot of Caribbean uh, influence in that one too. Um, I don't know where. Where do you? Oh where yeah, you Passion Fruit and Get It Together. Yeah, I yeah. love More Life. Love this album. Sure so, did. So where do you have Take Care? Um, I not. I dare not rate them. I dare not do it. I love all of them. I I I love them all. I uh, maybe take care for me doesn't resonate the way that other people feel like it does. I'm definitely a um nothing was the same over take care. Me too. I do know that for me. Me too. But as far as me rating Drake's album one to five, I depends on my mood. Like listening to <laughs> when it comes to Drake. <laughs> okay. 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 Fair enough. Okay. Fair enough. Yeah. Still got views number one for me for some reason. Man, that is that's that a hot take. And I'm for not sure. the only one. I'm not the only one that agrees with this. Shout out to my boy Edgar from the Two of Me podcast. Yeah, he, he also agrees with me. It's not just me, people. Yeah, he did say that. <laughs> <laughs> not just me, man. Oh not man. Like I said, I relate to it. I, I even as I replayed it, I was like. Nope. I might have to go back and listen to it. I know songs word for word on it. I mean, I'm just like, dude. Not as Caribbean heavy as it it is now. No, but it was distracting. That was distracting to me. That's the point. (laughs) I couldn't listen to the album after that. I I need a one dance was on there. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Hotline bling. Okay. Yeah. 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 This is a good one, too. No, I'm saying oh, had, see, View Scorpion and More Life had hits on them for me. I just I can't play them straight through. There's there are mm-hmm. skippable skippable tracks for me, and that, that's just you know that's I didn't do that with his earlier work. I didn't do that with I I, I did. Um, I would like to get to that point where I don't do that anymore to his music, but I love how this how how we seem to bring up Drake in every episode. Like we have to argue about him. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> we have to discuss him in every episode. But it's it's mainly because take like this is I can't even believe it's been nine years for Take Care though. That's that's where I think I'm kind of like yeah. That's that threw me off. Oh, I remember when Take Care came out too. My goodness, we were out yeah. in the streets. Yeah, yeah. There, was, there was a lot of hits on that one. That was a good one. That was a good one. Indeed, indeed. But yeah, that's kind of how it is. 
sorry, guys. Y'all really just need to start falling off. Yeah, you have to. You have yeah, to. Yeah, that's where like, it all begins. So yeah. The story starts. Yeah. Yeah, but listen if, to that either. If you're reading this is too late, it's awesome. See, that's what I'm saying. 2015 was late. That was that was that was the last where I could listen to a Drake album and not skip a track. I just say that. Well then, people. One more clear cut subject to get into, which is our main event of this very episode. As we were discussing some things, I would like to present to my people and ask this question. What's the deal with biopics? Why is it that some end up being phenomenal? Out of this world, totally in your top where you're like, I could watch this forever. And then you have those that are so memorable for all of the wrong reasons. <laughs> all the wrong reasons. All the yeah. wrong reasons. They're just that freaking bad. And then you have your ones that's, eh, they're okay. I'd watch it once, and that's about it. It's not bad, but it isn't rewatchable. So, just to name a few, there's just so many to pick and choose from. You know, I mean, you got, if you're feeling old school, you got the Temptations movie. If you're feeling. One of the greatest biopics, in my opinion. Mm. You've got the Little Richard movie. Rest in peace, Little Richard. Who just Shout out to Little Richard. This year. Yeah. You've got. The cousin Ray one. Charles biopic for crying Excellent. out loud. Mm-hmm. I about the Ray Charles. And the James Brown biopic. Get on up. Chadwick Boseman. You've got the Jacksons, which is arguably the longest biopic movie of all time. It takes three days to watch. Which one did you but say? You Jacksons. The oh, Jacksons, yeah. the American yeah. Dream, or whatever. Yeah. Dream. I remember you got nah. the Jacksons movie. Oh, I don't want you. I don't want you. I don't want you. I don't want you. Oh, I don't want you. <laughs> Speaking of Angela Bassett, then you got your Tina Turner. What's mm-hmm. love got to do with it? Mm-hmm. You then you have ones like. Uh, Wait, we're not gonna forget. Jennifer Lopez playing Salinas. I thought Jennifer Lopez was Selena for the longest. Selena. Great I had missed something to y'all. Selena. You've never seen Salinas? No, don't Wrap look at it me. up. No, nah, Dwayne. Wrap it up. Nah, Dwayne. You don't get to look at me like that. <laughs> <laughs> you don't get to look what? at me like that. <laughs> you haven't seen what? Selena, you gotta watch Selena. Oh, that was like my childhood. Yeah, bro. You're like a washing machine in the middle of the. Yeah. She's in a washing machine on the. You're in a washing machine. Yeah. Getting in trouble because she was dating that musician. And she was wearing a bustier. I never, I never watched it. I'm gonna check it out though because they're um they're doing a Selena um Mm-hmm. I think next, I think it's coming out next year. So she better do good, damn it. 
because absolutely have to do I'll have a few things to say. Nothing joking. tops J Lo. Yeah, J Lo did her thing on there. For I'm sure. gonna check it out. I'm about to check it out. Body and everything, just all the focus is way there. Just for sure. Way. She bodied the on onesie. <laughs> it's it. Yeah, I'll, I'll check it out. Um, but yes, then you have your mid TV. Your 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 because these days biopics seem to come on television more so than the big screen these days. So you got your movies like uh, Crazy Sexy Cool TLC, The New yeah. Edition Story, mm-hmm. The Bobby Brown Story. Mm-hmm. All those are phenomenal. Whitney they Houston were shockingly good. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Whit- Whitney Houston has had a couple in her lifetime. Mm-hmm. You know, quite a few. You know, and then of course we got the iconic people on both of my co-hosts' very shirts. All eyes on me, Tupac Shakur, notorious the B.I.G. Even though one lived up to expectations, the other not so much. Yeah. Oh, and we can't forget this big screen, which recently made it and became one of the arguably the most most best big time movies on the big screen in a biopic, America's Most Wanted. You already know, N.W.A. People, straight out of Compton. Oh yeah, that was yeah. a good one. I forgot. Yeah. So, people, you've had Michael Jackson movies. Why are we talking? Who told Flex Washington it was okay to be Michael? Let's let's just get open. Let's just go ahead and get it on out. Who told Flex it was okay? I want to know who told him it was okay to paint his face white. Like, Michael Jackson wasn't that wasn't that white? They have no kind of budget for that movie at no. all, apparently. Nah, they made him look like Casper with a wig. Like, that was horrible. That was. What's yeah. funny? Blackface, right? Yeah, he was white. No, we ain't. No, I ain't gonna give him white face on that one. But. <laughs> but. <laughs> that ain't no such thing. But. That was trash. It looked like he put baby powder on his face and he just did. went out there. It was horrible. I, I so I don't I don't know, but I will say one of the worst portrayals outside of that one, one of the worst portrayals that I've seen was Anthony Mackie playing Tupac in Notorious. I don't Let's know get down is. to business on this, shall we? Yeah. What's with these uh, trash castings interpretations? Because as you guys know, I recently brought up to their memories, which neither one of these guys knew. Oh, that's MC Anthony Mackie. Hammer. <laughs> MC Hammer, 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 I am Hammer, had a biopic. Yes, people, MC Hammer had a biopic through VH1. It is legit on YouTube that you can watch it start to finish called Too Legit where Tupac is portrayed in this very movie because he was a friend, a close friend of MC Hammer 
And what mm-hmm. do you know? The person portraying him in the movie is a man, God rest his soul, who is no longer with us on this day. But you guys may know him best as Hakeem Campbell from Moesha, Mr. Lamont Hitley, portrayed Tupac Shakur in an MC Hammer movie. So, I love I love to see a black man get paid. For sure. Get I your back, black man. For love sure. It. Love it. But there's no way in hell certain jobs should be taken. (laughs) (laughs) Especially when it comes to a cultural icon. It just, it makes no sense at all. It makes no sense. He didn't even look like Tupac. The only only thing that they had in common is they were black males that were bald. That's all they had in common. And they're both from California, maybe, or they both repped California, maybe. That might have been the only thing. Yeah, they rep. Yeah, yeah. Tupac was from New York, but I don't know. I don't know what because uh, the I think I don't know why the industry is doing Tupac so dirty. Mm-hmm. I don't get it. Um, I didn't watch All Eyes on Me because I absolutely mm-hmm. refused to watch it. Um, once I heard that there was a an iPhone in the in, caught in a video, uh, in the scene. So once once I heard about that, I said, "No, nah, I'm good on that. I, I can't. I just can't do it." Um, now that guy, I forgot his name. Um, Ship. I think his last name was Ship. Um, he looked like Tupac. He looked yeah. like Tupac, but I, I can't. I don't know. I think the. I think when it comes to biopics, you have to not only get the casting done right you have to build the story out properly and 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 it has to be well done so you have to include people that were that were uh, a part of that subject's life and you know i'm saying you can't just go out there and just throw a story together that you may piece together with different news uh articles that you read or whatever you can't do that so i don't i don't know how all eyes on me uh, was like I don't have an opinion on actual film because I never watched it, but the reaction wasn't it wasn't like notorious or uh, straight out of Compton, you know what I'm saying? Though can't do that, but I don't know what goes into doing a biopic because like on one of our episodes of Pat the Ops we talked about um, his daughter and her talking about how you know, she wants to get on these songs that her father did, but the family doesn't really own the um, estate or they don't own the records or they don't own the rights to his story or I don't know, whatever. So I think in, in, in situations like All Eyes on Me, I think major studios was like, oh, Notorious did well. So let's go ahead and just do a movie about Pac and that's going to bring box office sales, but I, I doubt that there was anybody in the writers' room or in production or in this story building who actually cared that pop story was done right. Yeah, and that's the thing. You have to you it, the 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 people that were a part of the subject's life, they have to be involved with every single yeah. thing for that to be able to be done right. That's why Straight Outta Compton was was perfect because mm-hmm. it like these people were involved every step of the way mm-hmm. from casting to 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 the writing like to actually shooting like they were involved with all that so it, it 
the story was authentic. You felt it. You know, you mm-hmm. weren't sitting there just like, ah. It, it actually felt real. So that, it takes a lot. If you're going to do a biopic, you do do a biopic, but do it right. Because I don't, I, I'm tired of seeing Tupac done wrong. Right. I love Notorious, but Anthony Mackie playing Tupac made no sense. <laughs> right. It makes no sense. What about Diddy? Derek Luke did a great job. He yeah, did. Derek Luke did do Diddy right. He, he, did he had Diddy the Diddy. energy. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and that's the thing. Not uh, when, when it comes to portrayals, the person might not look just like that person. But you've got to be able to like embody the person. Yeah, you have to embody the subject, and and it and 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 when it's done right, Derek Luke playing Diddy, perfect. I forget the guy's name that played uh, Biggie, but absolutely perfect. Uh, Notori Naughton playing mm-hmm. Little Kim. Little Kim. I I don't I don't know, I don't I don't I don't I don't think it was a horrible portrayal. I, I won't say that. I just don't know if that if she captured every element of of Kim. She she captured a little bit of the attitude, but I, some some things about it just you know I was like, all right. But Anthony Mackie, hell no, hell no. Just obviously don't. Nah, make- Tupac didn't have a and I, look. I'm not I'm I'm not slamming anyone, but Tupac didn't have a gap in his mouth in his tooth. <laughs> he did he didn't have that gap he didn't he didn't like when you see tupac you see pictures of him smiling straight teeth straight teeth so like it's little details like that like you've got to be able to to do those things right so yeah back to flex i i don't know what they were thinking with casting him as, as michael jackson i mean flex is like what six three six four it made no sense, but what I can appreciate is watching one-on-one because, you know, Netflix has it now. Love and there was, a, um, there was an episode where him and Dwayne Martin both dressed up for Halloween. So I think he definitely leaned into the fact that he knew nobody appreciated him playing yeah. it, and it was a joke <laughs> years later. So I thought that was dope. Yeah, yeah. No, like I said, I'm, I'm, I'm all for someone getting paid, but my God. Certain roles just need to turn down. What do y'all think about the the like kind of sort of biopics where the person actually stars in it, such as like a Get Rich Guy Trying or like an Eight Mile? Where it's loosely based on their life? Yeah. I'm not mad at it. I like I love, it. I love both of those movies. Love, because yeah, those are <laughs> those are phenomenal movies. I, yeah. Um what I hated about um, Eight Mile was um, I forget my, the guy's name, Makai Pfeiffer. Oh, his wig. His wig. Yeah, they could have did better with it. Uh, oh y'all, y'all could have did better. Those why did Why did he even need locks? He why, did it. Why did y'all feel like y'all had to do that? Because he was black. <laughs> why did y'all have to? <laughs> y'all had a that's it. Had a trash wig for no reason. You got a black man in a film. Let's throw <laughs> locks on them. Why not? <laughs> a mess. Yeah. No, but I, I I like I'm I'm fine with uh with movies like that. Um especially when it's loosely based on their life and, and stuff like that. I, 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 I appreciate those. Yeah. So 
I have a very interesting fact for you guys. Rolling Stone has their top 30 all-time greatest music biopics. Are you guys ready for this one? We gonna do 30? (laughs) It won't take long. Let's do it. I'll I'll make the notable ones because I'll go over the ones that we know. Okay. Well, you don't know. We we might have seen them. Let's just run through all 30. Let's do it. Let's run through all 30. (laughs) I mean, hey, if you up for it, we can can definitely do that. So, Coming in at number thirty, this might blow. This might blow Janine's mind right now that this is number thirty of all things. Number thirty, nineteen ninety-seven, Selena. This is why white people <laughs> don't know. I'm just joking. <laughs> just joking. <laughs> Selena oh, comes in at number thirty. Notorious at number twenty-nine. <laughs> Over Selena's? <laughs> Who put these people in charge? But go ahead. All right. Yeah, oh no, it gets it gets better. It gets Why better. is it that low? That was a phenomenal movie. Hey man, this is Rolling Stones we're talking about. Uh for whatever reason, there's a movie called The Runaways at number 28. Came out in 2000. That was actually good. I saw that. That is good. That's a good movie. Um coming in at number 27 is La Vie en, en Rose. La Vie en Rose. If I'm saying that right. I don't know. Uh, coming in at number 26. Liz Tomania. 1975. That's before any of our time frames. So Notorious is under that. <laughs> oh, we're gonna go, we're gonna go even more. Backbeat coming in at number 25. A movie from 1994. Love and Mercy, 2014, at number 24. What's that about? Let's see. Longtime producer Bill Polad stepped into the director's chair for this touching, challenging duet portrait of Brian Wilson, showing him that he portrayed, he prepares to make pet sounds. And in the 1980s, he's struggling to pull himself out of depression. Love and mercy. Continue. Yeah. Okay. Coming in at number 23 is The Doors from 1991. That's a rock band, by the way. Or yeah. a country yeah. band or something like that. Yeah, um, coming in. This is going to throw y'all minds for a loop. Coming in at number 22. Crazy, sexy, cool. The TLC story. <laughs> I see the look on Derek's face. You're like, that doesn't make sense. Uh, I'm like, still oh, shocked Selena. that all these are over <laughs> Selena. I, I'm so... I haven't seen Selena, but I, that <laughs> at, at worst should have been in the teens. And, and it gets better, guys. Coming in at number 21, The Pianist from 2002. With Adrian Brody? Yep. That would be the correct answer. That's a biopic? <laughs> it's a biopic, yeah. It's a biopic. That is okay. Um, number 20. Coming in at number 20. Get on up. Get on up. Rest in peace to the late Chadwick Boseman, sir. You know what I'll say about that? That movie was great. 
the worst part of that movie was his prosthetic when he when uh they aged him. When yeah, uh, mm-hmm. I was distracting as hell. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't realize that <laughs> James Brown's story was that like um. Well, we don't have to get into it, but yeah, I, it was an enlightening film for sure. It was for sure, yeah. for sure. Coming in at nineteen, La Bamba. La Bamba. La, 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 Never saw it. Never saw it. Coming in at number 18, Last Days, 2005. Coming in at number 17, What's Love Got to Do With It at 1993? These top 10 better be mother. This better be fire. They better be mind-blowing. Watch them put Flex's Michael Jackson up at Coming in at number 16 is Control from 2007. Whose story is that? That's mine. Could that be Janet's? Control. Let's see. Spent most of his life hanging out with rock stars. Photograph. It's about a photographer. Ian, okay. Ian Curtis, singer of the late 1970s English post-punk band Joy Division. Okay. I might watch Coming it. in at number oh I'm sorry y'all I gotta there we go. Uh, uh, uh. Ah I gotta go back to it. Hold on, I'm sorry. All these pop-ups make me groggy. Okay, I was at number fifteen, I believe. Let's see here. Mm-hmm. The thing allows me to skip down. There we go. There we go. Get rid of these pop-ups. Move it. Gosh, Rolling Stone, where y'all got all these pop-ups for? Okay, so no, move it. I like to move it, move it. I like to move it. That's a throwback for real. That is. Uh, I was at Farnberger, total tangent, and I was listening, and then and they put Mr. Sam. Do y'all remember that song? You let me in. Wait, what no. song is it? Mr. Saxo beat. Uh-uh. Okay, never mind. It was a moment uh-huh. in time. It's fine. We can move forward. <laughs> Interesting how that was interpreted. Nonetheless, okay, we're moving on here. All right, so as we know, all of these were blasphemy. Okay, oh, that's that's ironic. The one I just saw at number eight, that's very ironic, but we're not there yet. We're not there yet. As soon as this thing loads up, I don't know if that's my Wi Fi or what. What the heck? You said uh, it was control. Last one was control. Yes, control. Okay, so since I move this pop up. Okay, so coming in at number fifteen is the Jacksons in American Dream. Number fifteen. I'll allow it. Fifteen though? Fifteen out of thirty. I love it. No. <laughs> coming in at number fourteen. Behind the Candelabra. Candelabra. I have no idea. I hope I said that right. But yeah, okay. Coming in at number 13. Ray. <laughs> <laughs> See the looks on y'all face. <laughs> y'all don't seem too pleased with this list. Coming in at I'm number telling you, it's hot. 10 better be fucking amazing. <laughs> Coming in at number 12. 
around midnight, 1986. Coming in at number 11, Coal Miner's Daughter, 1980. Coming in at number 10, Bound for Glory, 1976. These just keep getting old. Hold on, hold on. I thought these were, were these not music biopics? These are music biopics. Yeah, these are all apparently like Bound music. for Glory is a movie. Is a I don't that was a war movie, wasn't it? No, just Glory was. Glory. Oh, Glory. oh okay. All right. <laughs> <I'll bet. laughs> hilarious. Okay. We're gonna cut that part out in editing. Video. No, no, no. I'm gonna leave that in. I'm leaving that <laughs> right in there. That's fine with me. I'm thinking. Okay. I'm my bad. Coming in at number nine is Amadeus. 1984. Okay. And here's the irony. Coming in at number eight, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> this is so ironic. Coming in at number eight. Eight mile. <laughs> I am done. <laughs> I'm done. I'm done. <laughs> Wait, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on. Oh, what? <laughs> That can't count as an actual biopic, though. Hey, man, I guess it did. Hey. This mo- it says the movie isn't as shockingly funny as the Marshall Matters LP, but it shares with that album the scared bravado of a troubled young talent ready to break free. Yo, they took jabs? <laughs> Damn. Okay. They right. put. I just want to. They put Eight Mile in front of the Tina Turner movie and S- Selena. Uh, and right. That's all I'm notorious. And get on up. Yeah. And what's love got to do with it? Mm-mm. And no shade, because I love Eight Mile. I know. Oh, I know the rap battle versus By Heart. I love it. I'm just saying. Yeah, but it's not a biopic. Coming in at number seven. For my Nashville people out there, <laughs> walk the line. By Johnny Cash. Wow, number six. Number six. Straight out of Compton. At six. Okay, this top five better be absolute <laughs> fire. Well, it's not off to a great start so far because coming in at number five, the Buddy Holly story. Whoever that is. Okay, next. <laughs> coming in at number four, still not getting any better. Sid and Nancy. <laughs> well, let's also take into consideration what the Ro- Rolling Stone is like a rock and roll magazine, correct? It is. Okay. So let's just take into consideration that speaking of rock no. and roll speaking of rock and roll I didn't even know this man had a biopic and I'm from Memphis for crying out loud coming in at number three Elvis of course that's gonna be on number three number two coming in at number two Bird nineteen eighty and coming in at number one, I've never heard of this movie, but it came out in 2007. I'm not there. 
about Bob Dylan. Okay, so um, yeah, no. I'm, I don't pull on this care. list. This was probably the worst list I have ever heard of. Um, I'm not sure if um, A Star Is Born is an is a biopic or not. No, it's not. It's not. Okay. Mm-hmm. But I heard it's great. I still haven't watched it. Cause I just know if I watch it, I'm going to cry. And I haven't been in a crying mood as of late. Okay. When you're but in a crying mood, watch it. I didn't I, cry. I know. I already cool. know because I love Lady Gaga. Yeah. I forgot she was Lady Gaga. Mm, see. So I must ask you guys this. With all of that being in mind, ignoring what the Rolling Stones had to say in that aspect of the list, tell me something. First and foremost, we won't go down the list of the worst. We won't, we won't even list that energy. <laughs> I want to know who is yet to have a biopic that you would love to see get a biopic. <sighs> From any era. It could be our era. It could be an era of the past. We don't know. Maybe even a future. You know what? Everybody that I love and I, that I want to know their story, I don't even so much want to see a biopic and see actors trying to do it. I'm cool with a documentary being a very well done documentary being done versus a biopic. That's a, um, yeah. I've watched a couple of Bob Marley biopics. I was about to turn into a Rastafarian. Like I really considered it. It was that well done. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you know, like I definitely want to see a Nipsey story told. Um, He'll probably get a biopic. Yeah, he's definitely going to have one. And that better be done Um, very well. It better be done right. Yeah. I'm talking about casting Snoop Dogg and everyone. I want want everyone done right. Speaking of Snoop, he's another one that's going to have one at some point. Yeah. Because he's pretty much lived through all of those eras that we just spoke of. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I think that's it. I, I like, like I, at the off the top of my head. You know whose biopic I might I I I'd be really intrigued by. Uh, Ti. Really? Yeah, yeah. I can, based, I can see that. Based on a lot of the stories that he's told uh, through his music, uh, I would, I would like to see. I got another Atlanta one. I got another one. You know who would have a hilarious Young Dro? Have you ever watched a Young Dro interview? Mm -mm. Listen, watch a Young Dro interview. Young Dro is like West Atlanta to the He tells stories that are hilarious, but then you you also understand that he's been through some grimy stuff. Like I watched an interview with him and um, he talks about how he was shot in in ninth grade and he was in class with a with I don't know what the proper term for it is but like a shit bag and the shit bag like burst in class he just got up and walked out so like oh, and this is bit. in ninth grade yes okay he, he had you one know, in, so in ninth grade in ninth grade he was shot so like it's just certain stories like that that he kind of like just kind of touches on if they go in depth and tell his 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 story i think that'll be a good one 
you know who else would be good? Kendrick Lamar. Yes. He'd be phenomenal. That that would be a that'd be an interesting story, especially you talking about all the albums that he's done. That he tells these full stories. Good Kid, Mad City, like, damn. I mean, there's there's a whole history that he was talking about with with damn. That oh man, I that would be a that'd be a very good, very very good story. I got one for y'all that'll throw y'all for a loop. I'm ready. I know who would make an interesting biopic. Pimp C. Ooh. Fisher. Yes, sir. Fisher. Yes, yeah. sir. You know, that man has influenced so many from the South. Mm-hmm. Not just in the Texas region, just in the Southern region as well. I'll tell you another one that would be interesting. Atlanta related, actually. Outcast. I knew he was going to say Outcast. Outcast would yeah. be a good one. Too. Yeah. 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 Just the story to be. I mean, because wouldn't you guys want to know? I mean, after Speaker Box, Love Below, well, literally. You know what I would like to know? One, one interesting thing I would like to know about that whole, about uh, one of their, part of their story. Um, Erica Badu's. Erica Badu. Andre. That, that, that I know. That might need to be its own story. Yeah. Like, tell us what happened with your relation, with the Andre 3000 and the Erica yeah. Badu era. We need yeah. to know more about that. I would love to know about that. Mm-hmm. I would love to know. Erica Badu might be a just, just in general. Her her story would be. Let's do a Bob Erica for sure. Badu. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You would call it. That's all you'd have to call it, baby. Yeah. Um, I would love to know what made her think about doing those incense. Well. That. I'm already. I'm telling you that. I would love Drake to. said that he went to Erica Badu house and she made tea tea for him. I don't know why that intrigued me. What kind of tea did she make, Drake? Was yeah. it fresh herbs? Was it a tea bag? Was it something that she grew in her backyard? What kind of tea was it? There you go. <laughs> I need answers. I'm telling you, man. That would be interesting. I, her story would be very interesting. Yeah. Jill Scott would be a, one, a good one, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Jill Scott would be very interesting. Jill Scott and uh, Queen Latifah, just based off where they're from, those have to be phenomenal stories. Mm-hmm. They have to be. So, yeah. You know, at some point, I wouldn't be surprised. Would y'all be open for a, a Rihanna's going to more than likely have one? Have a biopic. Yeah. For sure. Sure. It's gonna tell her side of the story. Oh, with Chris Brown. As we all know. Chris Brown as a biopic would be interesting too. Yeah. But see, it plays off of the Whitney Houston and Bobby Brown situation. Whitney's people had their stories. Bobby's had his. Yeah. And I think it would be nice if they did it both parties were still alive to defend it, you know, because like mm-hmm. Whitney's gone, so she couldn't defend her side of the story. Yeah. You know, so if they do decide to do something like that, I want Chris Brown to be here to be like, yeah, no, that's not how that went down in that car. Yeah. yeah. Or yeah, it did go down like that. 
because I feel like he he has help on his documentary that he released. Oh. I think he um, definitely held his accountability and what For he sure. did in the car and what happened. That was, so. that was well done. That documentary was mm-hmm. well done. Yeah, I th- I would love to see a J Cole uh, uh, biopic. Mm-hmm. I would love to see that because if you if you hear a lot of his music, like especially with his mixtapes. Uh, he talks about his relationship with, uh, you know, uh, growing up with his mom and um, stepdad, and yeah, yeah. That'd be One more honorable mention that I wouldn't mind seeing a biopic on because I feel like people know too much about one side of this man's career and not enough about the other side and what transitioned it from that side to this illustrious career of his. That's so right, ladies Franklin and gentlemen. Franklin turning The Fresh Prince has to have a true biopic, ladies Yeah, gentlemen. he does. I'm he not does. talking about the show. I'm talking about the actual rapper, ladies and gentlemen. Will Smith and his transition from being the legitimate Fresh Prince and how that transitioned with his troubles with the IRS where it then led to the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air that then became the iconic show which it is. Hmm. That would be interesting. Catapulted him into his illustrious acting career making him the actor that we know him to be. Not to mention hey there's Will and Jada and we all know how that goes. And by the way I'm pretty sure Tupac might mess around and be in that film too. So yeah, they, got, they gotta get Tupac done right. <laughs> they gotta get him done like, right. I'm sorry. It's like Tupac's everywhere, man. He's yeah. some part of him is in everybody's film. You ever notice it. that? That's one thing I will say about Tupac. He is consistently in somebody's story. He's in an yeah. MC Hammer story. Yeah, that's true. He's he everywhere. He in the street. He's in a notorious story. He's been an NWA story. Right, which is if you're gonna if you're gonna tell these stories, pick one person to play him and just circulate him through these movies. <laughs> I, pick, I can understand that. Yeah, I don't because I don't want to see the, I don't want to see that. Just pick one person, play him. You know, let him get his check. Let let, let it rock. Let it rock. Understand it. Uh, Lil Wayne would be a very interesting one. Mm-hmm. Lil Wayne would be mm-hmm. very interesting because I'm intrigued to it's know. Picked. I'm intrigued to know a lot about him, especially how um, he started going from having a head full of hair to just these struggle locks at this point. If you notice, when he came out of when he came out of jail, that's when uh, you know he started being looking a little different. I don't know if something happened to him or whatever, but there's something about him that's just been different since he came back. So that would be that would be another one for me. For sure. Well, ladies and gentlemen, as you know, all good things must come to an end. And of course, we have reached that point where now that ain't it. all things have made its way <laughs> to a final ending. So yeah, highlight. Don't forget the real though. Yeah, yeah. I bet you won't turn me up. What's that you bumping? That ain't it. So much for what we do. <laughs> Because at the end yes, of the day, yeah. it ain't past the ox without you. It ain't past the ox without the critique of our team. <laughs> Mr. Bougie W. 